Good morning and welcome to my podcast, Late and Disorganized. I'd like to take time out to thank you all for taking time out of your day to listen to me ramble. I know we like to sit down and listen to things we get and I hope I get you because if you with me, you with me, so you get me. Let's go. So what we're going to do first when we always start the show is get into a quick relationship segment where we just talk about relationships and how they uh, manifest, how we deal with them. Just a quick little jewel drop. You know, I'm not the most perfect person in the world. I've been in a lot of hectic relationships and um, I understand how they can get. But every now and then uh, we need some words from someone else to help relax us and get ourselves to to focus on the present, see what's going on. So about to get into that real quick um just to start off um a lot of times we look for 20 inch rims to fit on the car that only supports 10s because we heard if it ain't 20s it ain't right looking for a person that fits us is like looking for a narrative that fits us and people need to be able to recognize when we ain't whole the hard part about being whole is you can't know what something is until you know what something isn't my first car was a pickup that was lowered and on Dayton's. It was a stick shift. When I was driving around town, there were times when I thought it would be much more enjoyable if I had an automatic car to set up a little bit higher. So my very next car I got was a Ford Explorer. And of course it was an automatic. But while I was driving around town, I would see all these slick sedans moving, maneuvering around town. So I thought to myself, my next car that I'm going to get is going to be a sedan because I want to move around slick. I want to dip in and out the curves and all of that so my next car that i got it was an impala but while i'm in my impala i notice all the flaws that comes with having a sedan now i'm 61280 so i gotta climb out of this joint and i feel every bump in the road and i hear the road because it's so low to the ground which was the opposite of what i was used to experiencing now it still looks slick and move nice but my comfort to me has become my most compelling need that sticks out to me so my next car will be a pickup modeled after the feel of a sedan sitting up higher like an SUV. But it took three cars and years of experience with those cars to figure out what fits me and what I want. I say all of that to say, you don't know what something is until you know what something isn't. You don't know what fits until you know what doesn't fit you. Don't let the fact that someone doesn't fit you discourage you to believe you can't find a fit or you ain't worth fitting with. Use what doesn't fit to help you find what does. And that's the relationship moment. All right, so what we're about to get into is jobs, man. Jobs, 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 jobs. Like, the way these companies operate, there be a lot of times to where you be in a job and you feel like, I'm gonna leave this job and I'm gonna go to a different place and it's gonna be different. And this is kind of odd coming off the fit part because jobs are kind of similar like they. A lot of times you get to a job and 
you think it's going to fit you and it just don't fit you. You leave another job and it's, it's the same situation, either worse or just in a different way. And it's like, God damn, no matter where I go, it's the same old shit. I mean, I had a job like me personally. I hate being in the same place every day. I've actually gotten jobs to where I got the job. I'm in orientation. I pull up to the building. I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this building. I'm looking at everything surrounding the building. And I'm telling myself, I can't imagine coming here every fucking day. <laughs> and I straight up legit quit the job right then and there. Like, I cannot imagine coming here every day. It's like waking up in the bed with someone and you see their morning face. You know, the cake up in their eyes, their breath smell. And it's that moment to where you're looking at them. Right before you might even be able to consider a relationship and you're like, nah, <laughs> this ain't the one, you know what I mean? But to speak about jobs is one of those weird things where when a job, when a company's hiring, there's usually a reason they're hiring. Either um, it's a bad experience and they can't keep anyone or they, they have some new shit going on and they need new people. Either way, when you're coming in training, you essentially know when you're fucked. Because training is always the best part of the job. Uh, training, they treat you like you're special. They treat you like you're important. They, they layer all of this empathy. Um, they got you. And the trainers are usually the best people in the company because uh, they're there to put on the best face. They're like the makeup that a young woman wears when she goes to the club or the jewelry that a young man wears. A game, the, the, the training, that's all their game. So look at the job like an individual. So you go through the training and just as you're getting out of training, you, the, you meet the real shit. You meet the real workers. And the real workers hit you through all the shit that you're going to be dealing with. You learn the ins and outs of the job and you start to realize that this company has no fucking idea what they're doing. This company advertises shit that it can't follow through on. And, and it's now is your responsibility to hold up all of that stuff. And that's why no one wants to work, man. Like you have these governors that recently taken away unemployment and their whole deal was, well, we're not going to give you the additional unemployment because these companies need employees. Now, let's not even get on the fact that they don't want to raise the salary rates for anyone. They just want you to take what's given, treat you like shit. Like recently I was looking for a job, even though I have a job, you always got to be on the lookout because, you know, you don't ever pigeonhole yourself to feel like you're stuck in one place. But I was looking for a job and I'm looking at some of the job postings and these companies have gotten bold, man. Let me tell you, I'm looking at one listing and it was saying, if you're looking for flexible hours, this ain't it. If you're looking for reasonable benefits, this ain't it. This is what it is. And then laid it out. Now, how crazy is it that the need for employees has gotten so strong that these companies are saying they're going to governors saying cut off the feeding tube and force these people to take these shitty jobs. Not only are we going to force you to take these shitty jobs, we're going to tell you off top. It's a shitty job. 
what you going to do about it? That's the most frustrating thing. What are you going to do about it? Walking up in your face, spitting in your face. What are you going to do about it? Thankfully, right now in America, there's so many different ways that we can all branch out and find different ways of employment, different ways of bringing an income and do the damn thing. But back to, <laughs> you know, going on that late and disorganized rant. Uh, back to these jobs, man. So you get there and you realize the training didn't set you up for what the reality of the job is. It's a sink or swim situation. It's a cutthroat situation because those that can swim, when they get tired, they're going to stand on your ass while you drown. And immediately the PTO comes into play. So then they all structure ways to where you can't take PTO. They're going to find a way because they know this is a shitty job. They know no matter how much they're paying you, they know no one wants to do this shit consistently. On top of that, you have some jobs that want you to do it 10 hours a day. 10 hours. Think about that. You're dedicating 10 hours a day to something that you don't even want to do. Think about how that makes you feel, how that raises your anxiety level. When you talk about mental illness, you talk about anxiety. Anxiety is living in the future or living in the past. So the moment you get to work, you're already hoping and wishing for the end of the day. You're already living in the future. So you're basically fucked from the moment you start. The very next day you come to work, you're living for the end of the day. The very next day you come to work, you're living for the end of the day. Now you're on your final day. You're struggling. You're dragging yourself to the finish line. You're living for the weekend. You just spent 40 hours of your week living in the future. And you're supposed to relax on your day off? You're supposed to relax with kids? You're supposed to relax with a significant other? All of you people out there that is raw dog in life with no liquor, no drugs, I commend you because the older you get, <laughs> you know, but back to the whole point about jobs, there is no structure, there is no plan, and we live right now in the world where Everyone's speaking about being a boss, being a boss, being your own employee, being a boss. Don't take rules. Don't take anything from anyone else. And we devalued having a job. This goes back to the perfect fit. Everyone's an employee, no matter what they say. Papa John's, the guy who started Papa John's, started the fucking company, was fired like a goddamn employee. That's a millionaire. Don't ever think that there's people in this world that aren't employees. Everyone has to answer to someone. The thing that makes something satisfactory is whether or not you enjoy doing it. There's nothing wrong with being an employee. If you wake up in the morning and you don't want to deal with the headache of having to set a schedule having to speak to suppliers, having to speak to accounting, having to speak to the lawyers, 
all of that racks your brain and the only thing you want to do is get up put in the honest days and collect your paycheck it ain't nothing wrong with that man don't ever let anyone sit around here and tell you that dedicating time in your life to bring in some income so you can enjoy your time off is a bad way to live think about this when you're happy When you are happy, how often do you sit down and dictate to others what they should do to be happy? You don't. You're happy. So when you sit and you listen to these people around the world dictate to you what you should do to be happy, think about how happy they are. If they're happy, if they're unhappy, how good is that advice? The best advice you ever get is from the old person. Older person, unlived life. And they usually have the most simple shit around them. Nice, simple home. Probably don't even have a TV. Have one TV in the house. Don't have a phone. Have a flip phone. They ain't about none of that shit. You can go talk to them. They'll tell you stories for days, but they'll never offer advice unless you ask. You know why? Because they're happy. Next time you're on Instagram, you're watching the interview, you're doing anything and it makes you feel like I'm not doing enough with my life. Pay attention to who's telling you that. When they say it, How does it make you feel? Are the expectations realistic? Let's move on. All right, listen this up off of something that's not so heavy wrap everything up going back to the cars I'm going to tell a story about uh, my very first car so I had this job um, as a warehouse employee and I made uh, a significant friend there he was a warehouse manager by the name of Mike now Mike was a real cool dude Mike was a sort of a player Mike was married but every woman that would come in that building if they were hot, like it, you could turn your head, Mike could be behind you, and it's like he wouldn't materialize behind the women. <laughs> Mike gonna help you out, or Mike gonna get that pussy. That was that was how it went down. So me and Mike became cool because uh, he was real laid back and he was a player. You know, when I was young, that's what I wanted to be. So I really gravitated towards Mike. We became so cool, and he was uh, probably about. 15, 20 years my senior. So he kind of took me under his wing, started helping me around town. You know, he was my hookup for a lot of stuff. So I lived next door to this old guy. Whole time, never spoke one time to this old guy. One time I'm outside speaking to Mike. Mike's like, hey, talking to the old guy. Mike knows everybody. He was a player. Mike goes, chops up with the guy. The guy says, hey, you know, I got this car. Um, I put it 
on dating for my son. I lowered it, you know, just the way my son likes it. But because it's an old pickup, my son don't want this car. I don't know what to do with it. Mike said, hey, my partner lives next door. We sell it to my partner. So I come over there. He waved me over there. He was like, he got 800 right now. He give it to you right now. Gave me the car on the, on the, um, the deed for the car. So he sold it for a dollar. So I hadn't paid any taxes. That's how shit's supposed to go. You know, nice hookup. So it was a stick shift. Never drove a stick shift before. Fucked up the drive shaft. Everything. Mike teach me how to teach me how to drive it. Everything was straight. One day I'm riding in the vehicle with Mike. Get pulled over with cops as we do. Nothing serious, just some bullshit. I'm looking over at Mike, and I see Mike like kind of shimmying by the door. I'm wondering why he's shimmying by the door. Cop eventually let us go. We get home. Mike goes into my door, grabs a bag of coke. I said, "Shit, good thing they didn't search the car." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> All right, so. This is something I never expected from this nigga, but okay. So if they searched the car, that would have been my bag, but whatever. So right there, I kind of like see how Mike, Mike is a cool dude, but Mike, look out for Mike. So one day I'm in my, my crib, I'm sleeping. One night, actually, it's like 1 a.m. in the morning. Mike hits up my phone and he's like, uh, Zach, me and my wife had an argument. My wife, like, she just left the house. I don't know where the fuck she is. I think she might be cheating. I said, Mike, you cheat on your wife. What the fuck are you calling me one o'clock in the morning for some shit that's happening to you that, you know, and he's crying, he's bawling. I'm like, wow, this dude is in a bad way. So let me get in my car. Because she took his whip. They only had one whip. He's like, I need you to help me come look for my wife. So I hop in the vehicle, drive over there, pick Mike up. We driving all around town. He's crying, telling me all these sob stories. I'm sleepy as fuck. I'm like, Mike, we're not going to find this woman. Like, Charleston's a uh, small city, but it's a big city. We don't know where the fuck she at. We're not going to find her. He's like, well, I know where she is. I'm like, Mike, if you know where the fuck she is, why the fuck have we been driving around? He just cuts me off, so he had to get his emotions out. So, like, whatever, Mike. So... We end up going to the hood because she's like, he's, he says that she's at a family's party, family gathering late at night. Like, who the fuck has a gathering this late at night? But whatever the fuck. So we pull up. He's like, Zach, no matter what happens, stay in the car. I said, nigga, you ain't had to tell me twice. <laughs> whatever the fuck you got going on, I wouldn't get it out anyway. So go handle your business. So he goes in the house. Uh, about 10 minutes later, I hear a lot of ruckus in the house. They come busting out the door. Mike got her by the arm. And she's arguing with Mike to get to the middle of the lawn. And they're about 20 feet away from me. All of a sudden, her family, bunch of brolic niggas come bust out the door. Run down on Mike. And they're like, she ain't going anywhere. Mike swings. Pop, pops one of them. They get to whooping this dude with an old-fashioned butt whooping. I'm in the, in the whip still looking like, dude, it's like damn near 3 o'clock in the morning. And I'm watching my friend get his ass whooped. So they stop. They look at the car. They said, that nigga came with somebody. <laughs> they start walking towards the car. I pull the fuck off like, no. <laughs> I am not getting my ass whooped 3 o'clock in the morning 
tracking down some woman that he cheating on. And you had coke in my whip. Almost damn near got me locked up. So I go home. I didn't think twice. I slept like a baby. I woke up, get to work about 8.30. Mike is like all apologetic, eyes swollen. I should never involved you. And you goddamn right. You should have involved me. You should have called someone that was willing to jump off the whip and take that ass whip before you. You know, goddamn well it wasn't me. But that's my story about my very first vehicle and my friend Mike. I hope y'all enjoyed listening to my podcast today. Uh, I'm going to get a little bit longer, hopefully, going forward. If you with me, you with me, you get me, so let's go. So, uh, y'all have a nice evening, weekend, month, year, whatever it is. Love your woman. Love your man. You know, live out here in peace. Find your fit and do what you do.